Welcome to ASME TechCast, where we bring you the innovators, the innovations, and the issues that push the envelope of engineering. My name is Kathy Ciceri, ASME's Membership Content Program Manager. Today, we're talking with Judy Sparks. Judy is CEO of Smartigies, a marketing company that helps engineering firms achieve scalability and growth, emphasizes the importance of understanding the highest value customers and targets, and how to bring value to them. Judy, welcome, and thanks for being here. Thank you, Kathy. I I love that you asked me to be on this podcast. This is very exciting. So everyone's life experience is different, and I I like to start here. You have a history working in the industry with engineers. Uh, What in your life led you to where you are today? (laughs) Well, um, it was really just a very, uh, a stroke of luck, really. Um, And I know that others may find um, this industry uh, a little bit intense, but I mean, I just fell into it and fell in love with it from day one. I um, I was in college and needed a job. So I went to a temp agency and wouldn't you know, they placed me at a construction management firm. And I started answering the telephone there while I was um, getting my marketing degree. And the more I learned about the built environment and all of the players inside the built environment and, you know, I mean, think about the relationship between people and buildings, right? I just immediately got hooked on this commercial real estate business and um, and everything in it. So that was 30 years ago. I'm embarrassed to say, <laughs> but, you know, um, we all get older and um, and I have no regrets. I, I came into the industry at the bottom and um, worked my way up. I I like to say I've spent time on every rung of the marketing ladder from answering the telephone, which back then, you know, was a marketing job because much of where we came from as an industry, you know, marketing was born out of the administrative craft. And then we evolved into more, um, you know, design oriented roles, marketing coordinator, um, marketing manager, marketing director, and then going to business development. And before starting my firm in 2008, um, I was the chief marketing officer of an international design build organization that um, worked in North America and Europe. So I, I think that I've had a very unique journey. And I think it has really fueled, you know, the value that um I bring to my clients today is to be able to see all facets of the industry and how they connect together. That's a wonderful journey story. Um, So then you have a good way um, because you have the background. Where is marketing going now for engineering? Wow. So, you know, Mm. I've been speaking a lot, Kathy, um, over the last few years at all the different industry conferences and, um, you know, one thing I say is like, there wasn't a lot of movement for a long time in our business. It was a relationship-based industry forever. And it still is. What's changed is how we build those relationships and with whom. And um, just really understanding that that marketing um, is more than just sales enablement. You know, our industry tends to make marketing synonymous with things that enable sales and 
you know, as marketers, we think about the relationship funnel at the top of the funnel is where your strangers are and you're trying to, you know, convert strangers to become leads. And then when they become leads and they're considering you, they're in what we call the middle of the funnel. And then when they've decided that they want to consider you and maybe a few others, you're at the bottom of the funnel, close to the time of purchase. And typically in our industry and in engineering, that is when marketing gets set into motion is there's an RFQ, there's an RFP, we need resumes, we need project sheets, we need to update our website, we need to go to a trade show, we need to get a speaking engagement here, there, and everywhere for the sake of securing new business. And I think where marketing is changing now is our marketers are moving higher up in the funnel. Um, so it's not just sales enablement, it's brand management, it's communication, it's positioning, it's strategic partnerships. It's having a strategic account focus. Um, I'm actually using technology um, so that you can do these things at scale. I think that's what's changing for the industry now. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. I know um, I, I had a, some topics I want to reach out to, but you said, so is that digital marketing or am I off base there? You're not off base. I think it's, it is digital marketing, but it's more than that. I mean, it really is taking a step back and saying, you know, marketing 101 is understanding your audience. And our industry is starting to understand that to be successful, um, you need to be selling what your audience wants to buy, not necessarily what you think they should buy. So it, it's a little bit of a deeper understanding of your audience. And so when you think about who engineers are selling to, they are selling to, you know, habitual buyers, typically of design and construction services. Um, so when you look at the demographic shift that has happened in the last five to 10 years in our industry, I think that... Um, the change has been dramatic. So your audience has shifted from the baby boomers um, in decision-making roles across most industries to now 70% of the C-suite across every industry are Gen Xers. And um, their number twos are, I affectionately call geriatric millennials, the oldest of the millennial groups. And did you know that millennials were the first generation to seek financial stability before starting a family? So what we have today are a lot of professionals who are in a different life season than, you know, the baby boomers were when they were in these roles. So we've got 70% of the C-suite being Gen Xers. We have the geriatric millennials who you know, are really raising families, building companies, executing projects at the same time. And then the most stunning statistic I've been reading is that more than 50% of B2B buyers are millennials and Gen Z. Now, my 16-year-old son is a Gen Z. <laughs> and I can tell you, he builds relationships differently than I would ever dream of. And so if that's your future buyer, what are you doing as a firm to reach that buyer differently than you used to? So it, it's been a seller-doer model forever, right? Uh, or mm -hmm. some firms who have the luxury of having a full-time business developer on staff, it has really been, 
let's go out in the marketplace. Let's go to events and places where potential buyers hang out, usually a trade show or a conference or, uh, you know, sometimes it can be, you know, a rotary club or somewhere that, you know, congregates people who could potentially buy your services. And let's send these people out in the marketplace to build relationships. The difference now is that these people are busy. We're in a different life stage. And I think every firm I work with says their biggest problem and biggest barrier to growth is finding people. So this is kind of like a perfect storm. Like how do we justify sending our most expensive, most valuable people out in the marketplace to look for leads at the top of the funnel? It's the most expensive way to acquire a lead. So now the most savvy firms are saying, wait a minute, we need our we need our engineers to actually focus on engineering and let their seller do our responsibilities beyond client retention. And so you see this intersection of customer experience becoming, you know, commonplace in the marketing conversation. Because what you want to be able to do is retain clients and grow your share of wallet with them. And your your billable team is best suited to do that. Your sales team and your marketing team with the technology available has the ability today to find and nurture leads online and bring them into the relationship funnel where your seller doers are still going to interact but they're going to interact when that customer is a marketing qualified lead and further in the funnel. Um, that is that is um, the big shift, I think, that I'm seeing today. Wow, that's laid out very well. I was wondering if we could bring it down to um, an engineer's perspective. Maybe I'm that person. Maybe I'm a technical professional. What do you see as that role? What can I do? What should I do? What should I be aware of with marketing? Well, first, I would I would tell you that I work with the smartest people on earth. I mean, I tell people all the time, these head of engineering companies, those are the STEM kids in the magnet schools uh, today. You know, those are those are the smartest people I know. Um, what they don't study is marketing, and mm-hmm. what it, what I think is becoming very obvious is that there's a lot to study. So a lot of people in our industry, um, technical folks in our industry, uh, assume that marketing is more intuitive than it is a science. And the truth is, is that the best marketing runs on a process and a system and a budget and a schedule and is as organized as anything else in your company. And I think that um, that is new. That is a very new concept. So I would tell engineers and leaders of engineering companies, you really should invest in educating yourself about what has worked for other B2B industries. So, you know, our industry, whether it's, you know, there's a a plethora of reasons why this is. It could be that we work in high-risk environments, um, but we're not early adopters to doing things new. And so, and that is especially true when it comes to marketing. So what I would tell engineers that they should do is really pay close attention to what B2B service industries before us have done and follow, because there's a lot 
we don't need to reinvent the wheel. There's a lot of evidence that account-based marketing works. There's a lot of evidence that reaching your buyers online and converting strangers into raving fans work. And they these things have been around for a long time. I mean, even before, you know, digital was a thing, account-based marketing was a thing in technology-based industries. And so I think that this idea that you should align your marketing and sales resources, and those are different things, with your highest value customers and targets makes a lot of sense. Can't, that sounds very interesting. Can you give us a little bit more about the account, um, account-based marketing or maybe even your strategy that you talk about? Um, yeah, so what I see a lot in our industry is that you've got operational leaders who often are aligned to a vertical or a service line. So maybe you're the healthcare leader or maybe you're the architecture leader in an EA firm. Um, or you're the uh, civil engineering service line leader and there's someone else that heads up mechanical or electrical or plumbing or what um, structural, you know. So we are a functionally based um, minded industry. We mm-hmm. are um, led by operationally minded people. So naturally, you know, the org charts were born out of necessity and function like where do we have a need let's put a person there um the idea about account-based marketing is that once you've um let me let me back up so the premise of account-based marketing is aligning your resources um, on marketing and sales to be focused on your highest value clients so take a multidisciplined industry uh, engineering firm and let's you know a lot of our clients will say 80 percent of our revenue comes from this vertical or this uh, service line but we want to spread our marketing budget democratically across all business units no one else does that <laughs> most industries would say we're going to double down on the group that makes us the most money And then we're going to use those proceeds to maybe grow other groups so they can compete at the same level. Like there is a disbursement of funds that is directly aligned with where the highest opportunities for growth are. So that that's one example of um, just thinking differently about account based marketing. So how this plays out on a day to day basis is you've got, you know, salespeople in the marketplace, say, chasing a big healthcare job and you have um go you have relationships with decision makers and maybe you're even savvy enough to like you know know ahead of time when the rfq is coming out typically we would wait until the rfq came out and then things would be set into motion. Today, what firms are doing is saying, hey, in six months, this RFQ is going to come out and this customer is going to care about this, this, and this. And then everything on the marketing side follows suit. So when you go to that website, you see things that are relevant to that audience. Your social media posts are you know, aligned with latest trends in healthcare. 
you are doing paid and organic campaigns to raise visibility for um, influencers around that project selection. So marketing is starting higher up in the funnel. They're not waiting just to respond to the RFQ and RFP. And firms that are taking advantage of this um, and doing it at scale are finding that their sales pipeline is more predictable, that they can organize the leads by timing and pay attention to the clients at the most opportune time and also engage when that client is ready to buy. Now, that sounds like a lot of work, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and, I, and I'm wondering um, two things. Um, how involved, like engineers will say, oh, that sounds good, you do it. I'd like to hear a little bit about that. But, well, let's do that one first. Um, how involved would a typical engineer be? How, how much do I have to keep up with what the marketing department wants me to know, how keep keep an eye out in in the industry, that sort of thing? Ideally, I think where you want to get to is it mirrors sort of what an engineer's expectation of their clients is. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a hospital administrator or you're a school administrator and you have a capital project, that's not your full-time job. Um, but Obviously, the engineer needs the owner to participate in order to do their job, right? Let's say the same level of effort. Like if you want your marketing department to be able to run without you and make good decisions without you, then, you know, you need to be that internal client. And there are certain moments in time during the journey where it's going to require your participation. (laughs) And, um, and that participation really needs to be thoughtful. And um, a lot of times engineers uh, will say they're seller doers, but really they're doer sellers, like they will pick doing over selling any day. So I think that you're, you know, there's a lot of really smart marketers in this industry, and they actually know your brand, probably better than most of your employees. So if your internal clients will take the time to invest in them, you know, prepare ahead of meetings to bring the information they need to enable them to move forward, that is going to go a long way. So um, we have seen the best clients um, take this initiative seriously and uh, call on their internal subject matter experts to deposit information at critical points in the process. But from there, we've seen these incredible marketing departments increase website traffic, increase engagement on social, increase top of funnel awareness, bring in marketing qualified leads. I'll give you an example. We worked with a company that specializes in criminal justice. Uh, they were program managers and facility um, manage, like facility maintenance provider. And, you know, together, the marketing team and the operations team thought about, you know, thought together about the issues that mostly affect that industry. And after learning about that, the marketers were able to come away and say, hey, you know, running a correction system is is, is not something you 
learn overnight. And what's interesting is, you know, it falls under state government. Well, during that particular year, there were 27 new governors elected in the United States. The day after inauguration, those 27 governors received a governor's guide to a new governor's guide to correction ebook delivered to them, which, you know, generated uh, intent. So intent is I clicked on it. I downloaded it. I read it. I came back to it. I shared it. Collecting this data, moving that person through the funnel. Once we saw nurturing that that activity, and then maybe you you know you might want to participate in this webinar that is related to this subject, and you see how you're nurturing this person online. Once they've had you know a certain number of touch points, I think there's a partnership that happens between marketing and sales, whether that's standalone sales or seller doers, where they say this is definitely a marketing qualified lead. Either this person's really not, you know, really not that interesting, or they just really, 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 you know, geek out on this subject. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I bet they have something in mind. I bet they're, you know, downloading, you know, how to achieve net positive water for a reason um, or net positive energy for a reason, right? So um, let's see, like, if their behavior tells us that there might be interest. And, um, and, you know, let marketing rule out that it's not a graduate student doing a research paper. It's actually, a, you know, a person that's working in an environment where they hire your, your type of firm. So at that point, the conversation to the seller, doer, or salesperson is, this person has shown buyer's intent. I think it's the right time that somebody actually reaches out to them and connects with them on LinkedIn, follows them on LinkedIn, asks for their, a meeting on LinkedIn. So I, I the journey to face-to-face -face meetings, building relationships just looks different today than it used to. And um, there's ways to do the front-end work online before you're spending a lot of money uh, doing face-to-face -face meetings. So... um. Winding down a little bit, I just want to ask you one more thing. What are you most excited about for the future for engineers in marketing? Um, what do you see as something that I don't have, it doesn't have to be a game changer, but something in that category. What are you most excited about? Well, I mean, selfishly, Kathy, I'm a marketer. And let me tell you, I've I love this industry and I have gone from, you know, glorified administrative assistant to she's not bad at graphics to, well, she can really write to, hey, maybe she can think about our strategy for growth on a larger scale. I, I was fortunate to work for people who recognize that the skill set to grow your company looks different than the skill set you need to to actually execute the things you sell. And um, gave me, you know, the support I needed to actually bring value to the organizations that I served when I was in-house and the organizations that I serve now. And I think that that's what makes me excited is that um, our mission at Smart Ages is to elevate, elevate um, marketing and professional services. Um, I think that 
those of us who've been in the industry 30 years have been waiting a long time to be able to drive the bus. And I see more and more industries, um, not industries, but more and more engineering firms say, hey, you know, you seller doers, we need you more than ever on the operations side now because there's a shortage of, of people and the knowledge gap between Gen X and millennials is large. Um, we don't have as much time to teach the younger folks um, the way that the baby boomers taught us. So the way that's playing out is you're seeing a lot of young leadership um, doing things way earlier in their careers than their predecessors had to. And so priorities have shifted. So I think this is an opportunity for marketers to rise up and have a seat at the table and partner with their engineering um, leadership and actually bring real value to the firm. You know, I think that that is, um, that is the most exciting thing. Well, it looks like we'll have to call it there. Thank you so much for joining us today, Judy. Thanks for talking with us today and best of luck. Any thoughts, um, something last minute that we didn't cover? Um, well, shameless plug. I don't know when this is airing, but if you are interested in hearing from just, I think, the most forward-thinking marketing firms in the industry, um, check out... Um, Smart Win, you can find it on smartages.com. It's S-M-A-R-T-E-G-I-E-S.com. It's on main navigation, Smart Win 24. There's only, um, as of the recording today, there's less than 25 seats open. We cap it at 100, but um, the lineup is incredible. And I really think that um, these are the firms that have taken the leap. These are the firms that have said, you know, it's always going to be a relationship business, but we're going to put the infrastructure in place to build relationships at scale. And so um, I do very little talking that day. It's um, it's my most successful clients that come up and said, you know, we've been converted and we know now marketing is a is actually a different skill set. And now that we've resourced it properly, the sky's the limit. So I would like to leave you with, please come to SmartWin. Thank you, Judy. And of course, thank you for everyone in our audience for listening. If you'd like to hear more conversations on a wide range of engineering topics, please subscribe to ASME TechCast on Spotify, iTunes, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. I'm Kathy Ciceri. Thanks so much for listening.